Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, I was very fortunate to finally connect with Mark Steele. We had a lengthy Zoom call. He brought up a great deal of information regarding 5G. I'm going to bring you that information in that conversation right now. His website is saveusnow.org.uk, and he is also on Gab at Mark Steele Channel. He also says he's on Twitter. I would assume the same handle. But we talk about a great deal of things, specifically 5G and what it's referred to as the slow kill. This is remarkably important. And I think it's certainly time, way past time, for us to get mobilized and share this information regarding 5G towers, why they were put up, what what their true intent really is. And as you might expect, it has nothing to do with internet access or internet capability or broadband this or broadband that. It has nothing to do with that. It is a weapon. And it's a weapon that's, again, built intentionally to kill us. And we need to know that. So here is our discussion. Again, it was great having him on. Might have him back again in the future. He's always welcome. And give this conversation a listen, ladies and gentlemen, and share this episode where you can. Let's get a bit of background first. Obviously, I was exposed to uh, these type of weapons systems in the 80s. But go back a little bit further than that. And I was always aware of them. I was fortunate as it happens. But one of the hobbies that I have, I've got a material scientist background, so I understand about fracture mechanics. But I always had a passion in weapon systems, uh, battlefield scenarios, strategic, uh, let's say, warfare, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, it's just so it, you know a lot of people uh, sort of have a strange, um, let's say, affinity with those particular types of things. And unfortunately, ever since I was a child, they had us down as a complete lunatic when I was a child. Because one of the first awards I got, uh, I was only, I was just, I was under eleven year old. I was about ten and a half, and I was pretty bright. And I won an award at school, and I was taken to a bookshop where. Thorne's books in Newcastle, and I was asked to pick two books. Uh, I was given £7.50, I was with the deputy head, and I got intercontinental ballistic missiles and small arms, so you can imagine the hardest down as a bit of a strange head. Uh, ever since I was a kid, I just had this I had this uh, strange interest in weapon systems, and I understood about the secret weapons, the Hitler uh, weapons programs, the secret weapons programs, Operation Payback Clip, Secret History of Silicon Valley. It was all the sort of thing I was as a, a very enthusiastic about understanding latest and greatest and some of the secret weapons programs. So when, like, you know, when the Havana Syndrome thing happened, you know, I already knew that they were using microwave radiation weapons. It wasn't an ultrasound weapon. I knew about ultrasound weapons because I've been involved with that as well as a number of subsea projects, uh, directional torpedo uh, target acquisition weapon systems. So I had, a, I had a base understanding of all of this equipment, but inexplicably um, over many, many years. So a lot of it's serendipitous, which, as you know, from the quantum field mechanics, there's no such thing as coincidence. It just doesn't happen. So these weren't coincidences. There was a reason why I had this... Uh, let's say this interest, and there was a reason why I was fortunate to be in a number of different uh, different scenarios, research and development projects. I mean, I've built products from innovation, you know, basically an invention to and bring them to market. So understand about standards, 
regulatory bodies and how you can only sell things in the marketplace if they're fully fully regulated and most certainly safe. It's extremely concerning to see some of the technologies coming out of uh, Silicon Valley that most certainly they call them killer tech. They call them killer tech for a reason because it'll kill you. A lot of these technologies, the virtual reality headsets, some of my inventions, because I'm an inventor and a patent writer, some of my inventions, one of the main inventions I had was a binocular waveguide, and it was to mitigate optical radiation hazard for a head-up display weapon site system. It's, it's a, it's a really, it was a very, very valuable uh, patent. Uh, the intellectual property had some significant valuations on it. It's because it's the only way you can actually deliver a near-eye area visual system. You cannot project optical radiation in the eye. So where you see a number of these, you know, Google Glass type device, Oculus Rift type device, these all came from the military. There was NASA developments where they were projecting an image directly on the retina. Now, optical radiation and the values of the photons in that part of the spectrum are extremely problematic to the eye. The 560 nanometers frequency, which you see in the Apache helicopter, so that's the reason why the weapon site's green, less biologically toxic so it doesn't cause as much cellular death as what let's say a full spectrum would be or infrared obviously as you get into the blue light part of the spectrum it gets very very uh problematic and extremely toxic to the eye and we know that you know all the data all the science scientific data shows that about the 450 nanometers frequency the blue light uh sort of in and around that area is extremely dangerous to eyesight. So it's pretty amazing to me how we had a lot of these technologies starting to come out. So I had a I had a big understanding of this, probably better than most people, I would suggest, due to the fact that I was an inventor in this space. So I invent these products, the mitigation of directional weapon systems on a battlefield, specifically head-up displays. You need to have protection over the eyewear. You can't go into a battle space if you haven't got some type of protection. You'll see a lot of special forces who operate in forward operating bases. They'll have protective eyewear. Some of these guys don't know why they're wearing it. I can tell you why they're wearing it, because you've got somebody possibly looking at you with some electromagnetic radiation battlefield interrogation system, or even your own equipment. Your own equipment interrogate the battlefield can cause a significant brain injury. Depends on the frequency, depends on the part of the spectrum that's operating at. So a lot of these technologies are extremely toxic. In fact, if you were to uh, study brain injury in veterans, so people coming back from these battle spaces, you'll actually find they've got a they've actually got a brain injury, and this is one of the main reasons why they suffer this horrendous PTSD where people say that they've seen something horrific on the battlefield. It was no more horrific than, you know, what happened in the First World War or, uh, you know, some of the other wars. We didn't see anything near the amount of PTSD. And if you actually analyse these guys, you'll find that they actually have uh, brain injuries, very similar to the brain injuries that were reported in the Havana embassy attack against the US, uh, US uh, staff, embassy staff. So understand about electromagnetic radiation weapons. Now, how I came into this whole 5G thing, obviously the technical parameters, 5G's got main, two main technical parameters. One's densification, so that just means more. More radiation transmitters in a built-up city environment. Now, that is a program called Softkill. 
Because if I just build out lots and lots more of this ionizing, non-ionizing radiation uh, frequencies in a cityscape, I'm going to see large increases in sickness and death, you know, Parkinson's, uh, you know, uh, stomach problems, you know, people develop Crohn's disease, Parkinson's, cancers. So you're going to see what's called soft kill. The other element to it, if you look at antenna design, and this is the specifics of 5G as opposed to 4G, a 4G mast radiates its inverse square law. It radiates in all directions, and the radiation drops off significantly over a very, very short space. So let's say a mobile phone only has to be a couple inches away from your head. You haven't got a significant problem from the radiation emission. The differentiator 5G uses an antenna design, and there's several different ways to cause an antenna so that it can emit a focused beam. So no different to... The same, let's say, the same theoretical process as how a laser cuts stainless steel. So a laser will use an emission, a non-ionizing radiation emission, uh, you know, visible. It can be visible. It doesn't have to be visible. And what you can see from that is uh, me cutting stainless steel. Now, where we get a problem with the scientific community, they'll tell you that there's none of energy in that part of the spectrum. That's just pure bunkum. And I always refer back to lasers and how if, if if these parts of the spectrum depose no risk to humans how can i cut stainless steel with that simple as that and i've had argument after argument after argument and academics in particular will tell you that there's none of energy in that part of the spectrum it is a total and absolute load of nonsense and the fact that i was involved in a number of projects that used high power non-ionizing radiation which is pretty problematic and this is why they make such, uh, let's say, clever weapon systems. Because I can see you behind, let's say, a, a reinforced concrete wall. I can see you and I can focus a beam at you behind a wall. So you don't have any protection where normal kinetic munitions, you know, you've actually got to break through a, a concrete wall. These things, I can kill you behind that wall. I can actually see you behind the wall and I can kill you. So that's why it makes them such uh, uh, a significant opponent on the battle space. But however, they have no purpose to be in a cityscape, zero. There is absolutely no purpose to have directional beams in a cityscape. And how they're getting away with it, they're seeing it's from machine to machine, so autonomous vehicles. You see this equipment um, situated in the top of streetlights, mainly streetlights. That's one of the main problematic areas because it's a sub-gigahertz frequency, can penetrate very deeply into the built-up urban environment. And this is the main weapons system. And there's a number of different weapons where as long as I can cause for calic, now I can do that with either using a, di a dielectric lens. So I have some type of antenna that can cause for calic. So I can have plate lenses with apertures in, or I can have a, a, an antenna, a high-gain antenna, and, and have some dielectric property, maybe a small lens, attached to it, which I can cause focality with. And there's also phased array where you have an offset signal and you can then punch out a beam just depending on how you offset the signal. So you get this, this uh, linear radiation emission and the focality of it. It all depends how many elements you've got in phased array. So the more elements I have, the larger the antenna, the more elements the more focus and the more focality I can get, and I can cause polarization and collimation of the radiation at your target. So I can see it and I can focus at it.
And when they put 5G on in South Korea, obviously they set fire to about five separate cities. The South Koreans said it was a forest fire. That was absolute garbage. I mean, these cities were, you know, hundreds of miles away from each other. And all of a sudden, when they switched 5G on, they just set fire to the electrical grid and burnt down the cities. It was a national emergency. And I realised then that they were going to have a problem with the origin, with the electrical grids in the West because we have aged electrical grids that have a problem with that. So there was going to have to be another uh, avenue, another way to cause this depopulation agenda. I mean, it's in the intelligence documents. It tells you how many they're attempting to kill. It was how they were going to reach that 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 sort of kill. And this is where I realised they would have to bring something else in. Now, there was a project that the DOD ran for track and wet on the battlefield. Nanoparticulate contaminants, these graphite ferrous oxide antennas, you inject them into a person, you can then track them, you can see them, you can monitor their biometrics, but then you can focus the beam at them. So let's say you lose a guy, you don't want to leave anybody behind because they're an asset to the enemy. Consequently, it allows you to actually focus a beam, a sub-gigahertz beam at them and cause natonic seizure. So I can switch them off so I can see if they're alive. So if I Obviously, if I can recover them, uh, they're an asset to you. If I can recover them without too much of a problem, then you're going to try and recover them. But if you, it's going to be problematic and you're going to have to, uh, let's say, expend more uh, assets to recover them it's better just to switch them off. So you just switch them off. So this project had been developed by the DUD, and unfortunately, that's the same kit that's in these COVID-19 vaccines. Now, obviously, the technology companies, they talk about, you know, tracking people, biometrics, uh, cryptocurrency. There's a number of different reasons. I mean, if you look at the Microsoft platform, the Azure platform, which is connected to a lot of the sub-gigahertz weapons in the streetlights, We've got evidence of that. This is in conjunction with Lockheed. So they have a battle space AI network system. So Azure is going to be AI. With no AI, what, what it will do once they're switching on, it'll just kill all of the whatever it can kill. It's pretty obvious what they're going to try and do. Um, so that's where we are. Uh, There's no doubt that the electromagnetic frequencies that exist even with the wireless environments and the more heavy the wireless environment is in, in particular in big cities certainly in tighter areas is making people ill um given all of that what you know going back to 2020 and it could be an education thing or you know and, and just a basic awareness thing or it actually occurred big time during 2020 but here in the states when they locked us down what is it that, I mean, they must have received some kind of an order where clearly it was time to put in these towers and put up these towers. So my question is, is who put the towers up and when did the towers start going up? Because I haven't actually seen anybody put a tower up. You know, you just drive around and you're going, holy shit, look at all these towers. You know, I didn't see these a few years back, but now they're here and there, it seems like there's more. And, oh, look, there's another one and bang, bang, bang. So, uh, again, who's putting them up? What time of day are they going up? Things like that. They Normally, they put them up during the night. Uh, so they'll do, the, they'll do the groundwork, the preparation, and they'll come up at night. And the next minute, they've got them up within, you know, two or three hours. They come in the middle of the night and they put these masks up. And the reason for that is they don't want anybody questioning the characters who are putting it up. A lot of them are white vans. They don't have any livery. So the companies that are behind it, 
you know, some of them are linked with defence industry. Uh, we know Jacobs. There's a number of different defence contractors uh, who've been installing this equipment. Now, I'm not saying that they know what the real plan is. A lot of them don't. A lot of them think it's a telecommunications network, which it can masquerade as a telecommunications network. But the fact that it can cause focality in air, and you see the reason, the the, the excuse, let's say, or the enabler is telling technologists that these are for machine to machine, so autonomous vehicles. The autonomous vehicle narrative is how they're putting this equipment into streetlights. So the technologists behind it, they think it's it's like all weapons um all weapons product developments are compartmentalized for a reason. So nobody really knows what's really going on. But there's, there's only a very small number that actually have the full uh, understanding. It's a bit like electric cars. You know, we've got this drive for electric vehicles. What the real purpose is, electric vehicles sitting on top of electric motor, that causes sterilization and cancer. So it'll make people sick, but sterilizes your children at the same time. Now, obviously, the, the companies that are producing this equipment, they don't know that. However, someone in there does know that because if you were developing any type of product where you've got these type of emissions, you most certainly would have to. It would be part of the protocol before you could bring the product to market. You Number one, the fact that you know it's uninsurable for harm, that would be alarm bells. But you would have engineers there asking the question, what is the milligauss emission inside the cabin? And once you started measuring that, and I mean, I know Sintef. Sintef did a study on uh, uh, these uh, these vehicles, and the maximum, the the ICNIRP guideline, which obviously complete waste of time, by the way. ICNIRP's a captured industry uh, agency, and but they say the maximum I can sit in with electromagnetic radiation fields thirty minutes. So you've got taxi drivers riding around London in these London electric cabs, those guys not getting the pensions, those guys are going to get sick. Anybody getting in one, a pregnant woman, it increases miscarriage by about 300%. So you could miscarry in an electric vehicle. Um, it most certainly sterilise young young children, young, young boys and young girls, because young girls have the eggs inside them, which they will be DNA damaged. Uh, so that if they ever did get pregnant, they would either have a disabled uh, child or possibly not have a child at all where they would have bought a totally uh, destroyed fetus. So, the you know, the, this is just, a, you know, it's absolutely, in a beggar's belief, on the back of climate change, climate's organised by the aerosol, the aerosol injection spraying and the ionospheric radiators, the defence industry across the world will have full control of the weather by 2025. So the whole climate change narrative is a false. It's just totally false. It's fake. We know it's not carbon dioxide. They couldn't have picked the worst gas. I mean, it's a trace gas, 0.04 air. We produce about 3% of that. Most of it, I mean, most of it is taken up. Uh, the sea just swallows CO2. I mean, you could produce as much carbon dioxide as you want. The sea would just take it in. It captures it in uh, crustacean shells, and then you get nice sandy beaches. So this whole carbon dioxide thing is a total and absolute smoke. That's a falsehood, uh, and it is caused climate Man-made climate change is caused by uh, large amounts of electromagnetic radiation. I mean, for instance, Birmingham, I was just at a cold case in Birmingham in England, and the city council have fitted 107,000 100 milliwatt 
transmitters to every streetlight. Now, the maximum I can expose you to ICNIRB guidelines is one, one milliwatt. It's a thermal at 61 electron volts. So there's a thermal impact there. That thermal impact, so we've got, these are 100 milliwatt transmitters. Each one has a 10 mile footprint in the built up urban environment because they're sub gigahertz to basically see through everything. So it's an urban radar, it's an illegal urban radar technology. It can see right the way through the cityscape. There are 100 milliwatts each. They're 100 times more than the IGNIV guideline. Each one's got a 10-mile footprint, and there's 107,000. So what they're basically doing in the city of Birmingham is they're just microwaving everybody to death, and that's part of the program called soft kill. The hard kill elements, these same uh, pieces of equipment have a plate lens with an aperture that's got a small aperture which allows focality and that focality I'm pretty sure is going to be used to target acquire the vaccinated and just eliminate them if and when whenever the hard kills required so you can remotely turn these up from some other location and just kick it on to a point where again it will immobilize a person Absolutely. Well, the, the, the operating platform, we know the, the same equipment and the operating platform in Cambridge, England, is Azure. And if you look at the Microsoft Azure platform, obviously it's all linked with this Gavi passport, Microsoft, uh, you know, antenna injection passport uh, narrative. However, what it's really here to do is just to kill. Because there will there will be people in these organisations who go, well, we'll track these people. You know, it might be a little bit nefarious. What they may not know is this AI system once it's once it's totally switched on, it's just gonna it's gonna execute every single person in that city who will not be able to escape it due to the fact that they've got these nanometer material antennas inside them. So you can't hide. You could get yourself in a basement. You're not going to be able to hide from these weapons because I can see directly through the through to the basement. You're not going to be able to hide from them. I mean, you'd have to be a significant distance underground uh, if you were to survive this particular attack. Let me ask you about this too. Uh, you know, you see these, you see again these towers popping up in school parking lots. You see them next to schools. I mean, it's pretty obvious as to why that's the case, given everything that you've said and the things that I've read and whatever else, and, and what we know about what's going on. But when you see these towers pop up again in neighborhoods, like the openings of subdivisions or even in somebody's backyard, how is it that 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 exchange happens? Do they? knock on the front door of the of the person's home or the building and say, hi, we're here from Verizon or we're here from some phone company. And what we want to do is, is we want to put up a tower in your yard. We'll pay you X amount of money if you allow us to do that. Is that OK? I mean, is that is that the exchange that takes place? They lease their own land out to one of these companies and money is basically the deciding factor. They, they, they already have a pre-planning, um, let's say, approval. So they've got pre-planned approval. They normally go through your local uh, councils. You know, they'll, they'll seek uh, planning permission uh, from a local council. The local council basically rubber stamp it. They've been told not to uh, address the environmental health effects. They've only been told to address the aesthetics of mast going up in an environment. Uh, it just, I mean, absolutely ridiculous uh, situation that we're in. And then all of a sudden you'll get some company come along objecting to these uh, 
these masts. Unfortunately for the government, they've lost a number of cases uh, in, in courts due to them not taking in consideration the environmental impact of these uh, transmitters. However, councils, because they've been sent guidance, they've been given guidance from the government that you can't stop this happening, they're not stopping it happening, and obviously they're facilitating this murderous this murderous agenda. They're breaking the law. You know, the law, the law it basically is doing no harm. I mean, I, I'm not exactly sure, but a lot of the laws in the US will be very, very similar. They'll not be dis, they're not that dissimilar from what they are in the United Kingdom. But the malicious installation, we have a thing here in the UK called the Social Care Act 2012. And that Social Care Act, it is it is incumbent upon all local authorities for the betterment of the health of the people in the area. And they specifically are told they have to protect the population from ionising and non-ionising radiation. They're allowing, so they're maliciously allowing transmitters that can be well over 100,000 times more powerful than a 4G mast to go up into a cityscape without any protection, or no fences around it, well within the 50 metres, uh, they're supposed to be, 4G masts are supposed to be 50 metres away from a dwelling. So they're putting this equipment up, basically breaking the law, which is malicious in breach of the 1861 Offences Against the Person Act, because this would be the administering of a noxious substance to cause assault, murder, attempted murder, uh, through the administering of a noxious substance. And obviously, electromagnetic radiation is a noxious substance. That's why it's in the 2012 Social Care Act that you have to be protected from it. Well, also, they're in breach of the Council of Europe 1815 resolution, which is the International Court's, the International Court's decision on exposure to humans to electromagnetic radiations. And they, they came up with a chronic exposure rate of 200 millivolts. I mean, when when the equipment was installed in Gateshead, we were on average, I would say, in people's bedrooms, 1,200 millivolts. So you were six times over the International Criminal Courts. The International Courts had stated this was the International Courts that were set up after the Second World War to hold, uh, you know, the let's say some of these nefarious regimes to account. And consequently, they came out. Now, I'm not saying 200 millivolts is safe. I would say more in and around 30 or less than 30. That would be less of a biological effect. There's a biological effect at 200. We averaged about 1,200 in Gateshead area. We had people as, as much as 3,500. And we had people having nosebleeds, women losing babies near full term. We had a total genocidal agenda going on. And that's when they took me to court to try and gag me. The state apparatus said I was a conspiracy theorist and I must be gagged. And unfortunately, they just got the wrong judge on the day. And they, they fabricated evidence against me in that court. We caught them throughout the whole, you know, the, the, the whole morning session. It became pretty obvious to the judge in particular that it was basically a setup. Uh, and after lunch, he read my skeleton argument. And unfortunately for the council, he realised that I was an expert in this field. He actually said so. And he basically said that the 5G risk must be debated. And this was a democracy and the public had a right to know. And unfortunately, 
There's never been any debate about 5G. They couldn't have the debate. They most certainly can't actually do any safety analysis, any testing analysis of how safe it is because it would fail. Due to the reach of these weapon systems, it is a weapon system, uh, and that's it's just masquerading as a telecommunications network. Both elements of it, whether it be the densification, people will die. Now, I didn't have... The evidence in 2018, we did have a small uptick in suicides. Um, we had a small uptick in cancer deaths, heart attacks and stroke. But we're talking about the 1% and 2%, which could be seen as an anomaly. Obviously, it was significant, but it wasn't, wasn't significant enough. Now, across the West, all of these uh, places where we've seen this type of uh, radiation as it installed, we'll have you know, 20, 30, 40% increase in all-cause mortality. These transmitters cause flu-type symptoms, pneumonia-type symptoms. I mean, the whole coronavirus thing was just a cover for the installation of this equipment. And that equipment, just in its soft-kill mode, not its hard-kill mode, that hard-kill was actually tested in Wuhan against the Chinese citizens in the Wuhan area where you saw them being shot, where they basically just you switched them off, causing a tonic seizure. Their nervous system just shuts down and they just drop in the street. That was definitely green light go, I think. And we, we remember seeing that footage. It was it was awful. Again, a lot of people were saying it was a conspiracy theory, of course, and, and just not real. But it was certainly a conspiracy fact, without a doubt. Um, so, again, what you're saying is, is basically when these when these things pop up, the city councils, mayor's offices, you name it, they've already made the decision to put these up because it's sold to them under the guise of being good for, you know, Internet or broadband connectivity or whatever else. And the private property owners don't have a say? Private properties have very little say in relation to this. And this is why we need people to start taking action against local authorities. Your local authorities have been weaponized against you. Your government's been weaponized against you. And it's all been brought through these UN Resilient Cities Agenda, the World Economic Forum, and what I call International Terrorist Organization. They're driving this whole agenda against the populations and will have some very, very dim and some very, very devious demonic forces within a number of these, uh, you know, agencies that are paid, fully paid up to protect us and what they're doing to actually install it, they're breaking the law. For instance, the LED streetlights, the 450 nanometers frequency is biologically toxic to all life. AMA, the Medical Medical Association, did a report in 2016 which showed the dangers posed to the environment from these type of LEDs and you, you, your local councils, your government, they've just went ahead. I mean, they're putting these LED lights now into vehicles. So when people are driving down the road, you've got a point light source. You've got these lamps directly going into your eye. That's very, very dangerous. I mean, in Barcelona, there was a study done in Barcelona and in less than three years, uh, the the incidence of breast and prostate cancer doubled in Barcelona after the installation of these LED lights. And that was only in the three-year period. And there was 42 uh, institutions in Spain who carried out this study. And it was absolutely appalling. So you, this, this radiation is accumulative over time. So you can imagine within three years, you've doubled the breast and the prostate cancer. What's going to look like in 15 years' time? And we don't even know what the gestation period is from first exposure to this radiation and the you know peak event which you don't you know it could be it could be five year it could be 10 year it could be 15 year we could be seeing it a mass 
depopulation. Well, that's exactly what we are seeing. We're seeing a mass depopulation agenda, and it's it's just going to grow and grow and grow because this type of radiation is accumulative, and the more you get, the more you die. So, and that's what we're seeing. We're already seeing those numbers. I mean, I wish I'd had this data, the data we have now on this all cause mortality in 2018, but unfortunately, we were just at the start of it. 5G sort of reared its head in about 2012, 2013 with a program called 3GPP. That was its that was its it it, 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 it sort of its inception, and as this they just start to bring more and more of this technology in, and the more that you get, like these uh, these low emission zones, we've got low emission zones where they're causing the toxicity of the air. If I spray this radiation into an environment, I think it's in and around about 13, 13 electron volts, I'll charge the air. So I'm spraying this radiation through the radar network. So, yeah, you know, the scanners that are scanning vehicles with through your cityscapes, the scanners and the radar on the vehicles, the autonomous vehicles, the LIDAR, the, the, the cross-laser uh, radar technologies on these autonomous vehicles traveling through these cityscapes all create a toxic mix. So it increases from smart devices, anything that emits microwave radiation, you create this toxicity, this super toxic radiation. So you've got people living in cityscapes, multiple occupancy in particular, where you've got a lot of smart meters, extremely toxic. So you've got all of this technology and people are just becoming sicker and sicker and sicker. It's a very, it's a, I mean, you couldn't pick a better stealth weapon because you can't see it. So where you've got governments talking about clean air, what they're doing is, the, 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 it's not clean, it's absolutely filthy with radiation pollution. So we've got massive amounts of radiation pollution and people are going to die and they're dying now in significant enough numbers and the medical community are just confused. They're confused. I mean, obviously the, 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 the contaminants in the vaccines do play a massive part because the nanoparticulates, tungsten was one of the main uh, constituent parts in the flu vaccines. That increases the radiation toxicity because you get a reflection from the nanoparticles, which can actually reflect up into the terahertz range. So these people become localized antennas that basically radio frequency identity tags. And they've got so they become an antenna where they're radiating the radiation back out. I think that's one of the one of the things that people, uh, you know, when they were talking about people shedding and being sick next to people who are being vaccinated, what really was happening. The radiation levels in cityscapes is that high. These people then just reflected back out. And obviously they're reflected internally as well. And consequently, that's what kills them. And that's why they're dying in far larger numbers. That's why teachers are falling dead in the middle of class, too. I mean, yeah. again, these towers are right in the parking lots. They're right next to the buildings. And again, you know, these these people think it's for better Internet access. Uh, you know, let me ask you this then. I mean, how how difficult then it must be difficult to get city councils to remove these towers. Are they contracted? I mean, is there is there I mean, once they go up, do they ever come down? Yes, we've had some removed. Uh, Brighton and Hove have got one removed. We're stopping lots in the United Kingdom. There's a there's, we've got a district judge down south. We've got a few councillors across the country. Part of the uh, Save Us Now movement. Uh, it was a political uh, movement that we set up, and the reason we did it was for political cover. There's obviously a lot of things I talk about 
can be problematic. And if you put peer, people into fear, alarm, distress, that can then end up in a criminal case. Now, the fact that we are part of a political movement who can speak this truth without fear of have been arrested because obviously it is frightening. Some of the things I talk about can be very stressful to some people. All it would take somebody to make a complaint, but the political cover allows you, it gives you the freedom to speak these absolutely shocking um, revelations, let's say. So that was that was one of the reasons for that. And not only that, it also, it also gives people a major defense in law. See, they, we, we are under attack. We're under attack, and to have a defence, people have to understand that what they're talking about has to be their true belief. They have to understand that these government agencies, their ignorance is going to be these people's demise. So the fact that these people have to understand, they have to understand that what's really happening is someone's trying to kill them. The fact that they understand that as a matter of fact, right, and their true belief, that gives them a defence in law because everybody has a right to self-defence. So once you can actually establish that you're part of a, a political uh, movement that understands this, we've got all the technical details to actually confirm it, by the way. I'm not just saying this. this it's, not just a, it's not just a belief. We can actually prove this factually in any court. It's one of the reasons why they stay away from me, uh, Sean. I've been arrested numerous times early on in the fight. However, it didn't go very well in the courts. They've never had a good time of it. And obviously, they don't want this information. I mean, I remember standing in the court with the judge once, and I pulled out the technical details, and I said, and this is a directional, this is an eye gain. And you see that little, you see that little uh, like lens thing on the top, Your Honor? And he went, yeah. He said, well, that's what you focus the radiation at a target. And I says, that target could be an autonomous vehicle. But I says, it could be a human. It could be a person. I says, but these are weapon systems. And the judge, because you can imagine, it's in it's in the public record now. It's in the the judges know this. So you yeah. see, they and if they are, they don't do something about it, they acquiesce into it, and we we'll all have a duty. In international law, when you know of a genocide happening, you're supposed to act. And if you've got that information and you do nothing with it, you're as complicit as the people who are trying to perpetrate the crime. Again, bi big picture here, but where do you, th when I should say, do you think that they're going to ramp these these towers into full gear to the point where people are dropping, or is it a gradual thing? Like you said, slow kill. It's slow kill. We're currently on the slow kill now. Uh, however, they're going to have to ramp that up because they have got they have a target to kill a larger number. I think it's about two hundred million in the US. Um, they're going to try and you know pull some chaotic type of event. Let's see a Marburg, Marburg uh, hemorrhagic fever, Ebola type, bleeding from the eyes, the nose, uh, you know, the skin. That can all be caused by electromagnetic radiation pollution. And so the people who've been vaccinated, I think we're going to see a few of them drop dead in the street. Blood profuse. I mean, I saw pictures. I got stuff sent to us from Wuhan where there was projectile uh, blood emission where basically their, their lungs were just being eviscerated. You know, the certain frequency and just basically just pull, you know, just eviscerate the lung with these nanoparticles. Just shred that, you know, just it's just like a meat grinder. I just shred them. And there was a guy on a on a tube train in China, in Wuhan, and he was just projectile vomiting blood. You could see his lungs had just been uh, eviscerated. 
So we could see things like that. This will potentially terrorise the population because they're going to have to pull something pretty interesting to terrorise people enough to get the next vaccine. This large number of people didn't get it. In the UK, I think some of the reason about 23 million. A lot of those were children, but there's quite a lot of people who didn't get it at all. And the number's too big. It's too big for these characters to... Um, to organise, and this is the reason they're going for this, you know, this 15-minute cityscape so they can basically trap people into a digital prison. It's their plans just to do the kill. However they get there, there's a number of different elements to it. We are in this, what I'm going to say is an asymmetrical, unconventional, mimetic war. It's more of a, it's a war words where they have total control of the narrative in the mainstream. We have a small amount of uh, activity in the in the social media space but not not near enough to counter this mimetic warfare you know so they're not really concerned about what they've really got to go for is a large number of deaths i think they can't pull the hard kill see if let's see the the pull the hard kill trigger they're going to kill the vaccinated right there's going to be bodies carnage but you're going to lose Police officers, military, most of the military, most of the cops, most of the nurses, most of the doctors, they're dead. They've basically got a large target on their back. They're basically going to be taken out. But that's not going to happen until they can get the other large percentage of people vaccinated. And that's falling to pieces as we speak. So we've got they've got problems in Florida. They've got problems in Idaho. They've got problems right across most sensible uh, parts of the USA where people are starting to think there's something not right about how it all went down in the first place. So they've got themselves a bit of a problem. They're going to have to come back with something pretty scary, pretty terrifying to get everybody to get vaccinated because unless they get every single person vaccinated, they've got themselves a serious problem because you can imagine the pull, the, let's say they pull the hard kill and all these people start dropping down dead. We're having a conversation. We know what's caused it. So they've got a problem with us straight. They've got a problem with us straight away, and every other person I speak to, because I tell them exactly what they're planning to do. And as long as there's enough of us, a few million, because well, our adversary, the demonic entities, and they're only a very, very small number who actually know what's going on. The rest of them are not going to survive. The lack of knowledge is going to be the critical thing here. Uh, because obviously people are going to be terrified. I mean, I spoke to some ladies uh, at an event in London, and they were totally against the whole COVID-19 vaccine, but they were against it because their children were vaccine injured. What they didn't know was it was a biochemical weapons program, so they could be tracked and exterminated. And I was explaining this to them, and you could see they were just totally, it was incredible. They just couldn't get their head round what I was actually saying, so they've got to see the actual contamination. That You've got to be able to show them what's in the vaccines. Now, when I spoke out about this in about 2018, we didn't even have the COVID. We didn't have the COVID-19 electron microscope images of the of the contaminants. We have, we've got them now. We didn't have them then. I just knew what the plan was going to be. I'd already worked out. I knew what our strategic goal was, mass murder. 
And so I know the strategic goal and also stripping people of all personal and private wealth and all private business to be taken down by 2030. So I knew that strategic plan. It's how you've got to try and work out how they're going to get to that goal. And this was the this was the this is how I came up with the fact that they were going to contaminate the vaccines. I mean, there was evidence of them contaminating the flu vaccine. Why would you put tungsten in the flu vaccine? Tungsten nanoparticles, because no pharmacological reason why you'd want to have tungsten. I mean, there's an argument possibly why they'd want to have like an aluminium adjuvant, but why would you want to have tungsten nanoparticle shards in a uh, in a vaccine, I mean, we know from the defense industry, high explosives, high explosives create nanoparticulates. And those nanoparticulates have been shown in military personnel who've died from cancers. If you go to the epicenter of the cancer, you'll find these nanoparticulates that were emissions from high explosives. And what they've actually done, they've just brought these nanoparticulates, they've been able to manufacture them. And then bring them and put them into a uh, into a, a bio weapon, and then inject them into people through this whole COVID nineteen uh, malarkey, the nonsense, and terrorise the population into taking this uh, biochemical weapon so they can track them. So that's where we are trying to work out exactly what our plan is. I think we know what their goal is. It how they're going to go along with that is 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 is. Um, we just got to wait and see what they do. I mean, at the minute, what they're, what they're pushing is these uh, ultra-low emission zones, 15-minute cities, take down your ability to get around the country. I mean, that attack in, I've got no doubt what's happened in America with these, uh, you know, these uh, train crashes. That's all part of their agenda to basically uh, attack the food supply, you know, where they can basically poison the ground, poison the ground, attack the food supply. We have to remember we're dealing with demonic forces. They're not bothered. They've got nothing to lose. These characters, you know, these characters who we're dealing with, they are what I call part of the kiddie killer torture club. So they've got absolutely nothing to lose. And unfortunately for them, they are losing because the information starting to become more and more readily available on the internet. As every day goes by, something else comes out. What the next plan is, it's we'll just have to wait and see. But we're, as soon as they come up with it, whether it be that 15 minute cityscapes, we have to then organize ourselves to stop that. And what I'm doing at the minute, I'm talking about these ultra low emission zones. It's all to put people in electric cars so they'll be sterile to also give them cancer and make them sick. And then you've got the radar that they require for these ultra low emission zones that scan the environment and cause a toxicity of the air where you charge the air, 13.13 odd uh, electron volts. So you're breathing in positively charged air, that gas in the people in the cities. So it's not just the radiation. It's not just the radiation that actually charge in the end. When you when you discharge positively charged air, that's an immune system suppressor, but it's also uh, very, very damaging to the health. You've also got the temperature increase. You've got a temperature increase, in which causes a, a raft of other issues. So even in the, in the summer, so in the, you know when it's a nice warm day, the temperature is going to increase significantly higher. Or the the, the let's say the interpretation, the um, the feeling of a temperature increase, because you've got all these microwave radiation transmitters. The energy has to go somewhere, 
And unfortunately, if that energy is not being taken to ground and you're actually receiving it, you're going to get an increase in the thermal effect. And the chemtrails play right into this. Chemtrails, the chemtrails are, uh, these aerosols are actually to keep the temperature in. It's like a polytunnel cover. So as the radiation comes in, bounces off, doesn't go back uh, to the ionosphere, it actually gets stopped at a lower lower space and then it's basically it's like putting things in a greenhouse so that's spraying spraying the air keeping the greenhouse effect in they then spray the ionospheric radiators and you can focus it directly we saw what happened in turkey with these earthquakes that's ionospheric radiators where you can actually pour enough energy into an environment and then you actually get it to bounce back down onto the ground where you can actually create these earthquakes so I can cause hurricanes, earthquakes, um, you know, rain, snow, fire, and do all of that stuff. And like I said, the military have full control. We've got the documents. The defence industry have full control of the weather by 2025, all weather domains by 2025. So what's all this climate change about? You've got governments across the world. Now, there's two elements to it. If a government age minister or a politician doesn't know what the military are up to, then they shouldn't be in the job. If they do know what they're up to, then they're criminals and part of the criminal conspiracy to kill the people in the world. So it's one or two choices. They're either dumb enough, not they shouldn't be there, and there will be quite a few of them who are dumb uh, enough, but there will also be others that do know. They're the real actors in this crime against us. Yeah, it's pretty evident that they all don't have to be knowledgeable about what's going on. But if there's just enough people within those positions, uh, then they can clearly manipulate the entire group into going along with it. In particular, if they're all ideologically the same anyway, uh, they're just going to be the useful idiots to one another against everybody else who knows more about what's going on. Um, what is it that I mean, is there absolutely anything that we can do to protect ourselves from any of this beyond not taking the jabs? That's that's pretty evident. But I'm always a great believer in, you know, we win. Scripture says we win. Uh, you know, the, if you if you read the uh, Revelation, uh, Isaiah, Malachi, all says we win. Consequently, I'm pretty confident that we do win. You can see the whole thing's falling to bits for them and what's destroying it all is the truth, the word, just, you know, getting enough people in a room so you can explain this to them. I mean, everything else falls away. Their fraud, their fraud, just, it's like the whole CO2 argument. I mean, you couldn't pick a more ridiculous gas to say it causes climate change. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. And we've got over a 1,000 climatologists uh, saying there isn't a climate emergency. We've got, you know, thousands and thousands of uh, MDs coming out all over the place. So you've got scientists falling over themselves to tell you the whole thing's not what it, what we're being told it is. So we've got enough academics. We just need to get enough of the general population. And the only way we're going to get that is so, you know, some media coverage or, you know, meetings where people come together at demonstrations, etc., where they get the right speakers to speak about this. I mean, the electric call thing. I was talking to a doctor at a hospital where a number of the nurses that watch some, we have a group of people in the UK called the Magneteers. They go out and they do outreach where they try and test people in the streets uh, for the uh, the antenna. You can use a near-dear magnet 
if the aspirate of the needle, and you've got a stable antenna in the deltoid, so you can actually test them with these near the magnets and if it, it attaches to the injection site. So we've had a number of groups going about and the do a doctor had contacted me and he said, what's it all about? And I said, well, they're going to kill you. And he, he, he was like, what? I said, it's, it's a depopulation. It's a, what they call depopulation, I call extermination plant. And he said, you could see he was struggling with the whole, you know, the government want you dead. You know, they've been weaponized against you. Yeah. And he was struggling with that. I said, well, you only have to look at electric cars. And I explained the electric car, the radiation emission, the sterilization, and that helped him to uh, grasp the idea that the government wasn't his friend and that they had been infiltrated and that there was these uh, forces that were basically trying to drive depopulation. He got that, but the whole antenna thing and the, the hard kill was a little bit too difficult for him at the time. But I think the more... People are exposed to, you know, little drip, drip, drip pieces of this information. And as once they start to structure it out, and then they can, they can come to the conclusion that there are demonic forces that are driving this agenda who basically want you dead. I mean, it's the World Economic Forum lot. Why anybody goes there when we know that these are Nazis, you know, it's a Nazi agenda to depopulate the call it the fourth industrial revolution. I mean, why didn't they just call it the fourth Reich? Because that's exactly who they are. They're the fourth Reich, and this is the third world war that we face uh, against these uh, these criminals. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of the boards I'm, I'm reading and, and the boards I pay attention to, I mean, in particular here within the last couple of days. Uh, they are ramping up the talk and the chatter about them needing another massive distraction of some kind, but not even a distraction, just an actual kill event. Mm. And uh, again, that that really ramped up here just within the last couple of days. So it's it's certainly going to be interesting to see what what tricks they pull here. But, uh, you know, it's it's I don't know. Back to the 5G tower thing, just very briefly, you know, it's it's. It's disgusting to to know this, of course, and then you drive around and there are some towns, again, that are loaded with them. And then some towns have next to zero. You know, you mm -hmm. can look out on a flat plane and you can see for miles and miles and you won't see any. And then you'll turn around in some areas and you're completely surrounded. And of course, they put them next to nursing homes, too. And that's yes. clearly not an accident. Uh, there must be. I mean, to answer this if you can, there has to be, a, and you kind of did earlier, I think, but there has to be a strategic reason for where they're located and where they put them up, not just, again, on stoplights and trying to hide them and, you know, make them look like a plant or make them look like a trash can. But the giant towers, I mean, is there a strategic standpoint to, to where they put them based on distance? I mean, does this have a, is there a, is there a spot where, the the frequency drops off and doesn't hit somebody past a particular point or is it pretty much infinite well the problem they have in certain areas in the u.s they don't have enough power and power is the uh is is the let's say the achilles heel the electrical they need electrical power to be because what they do is they just take the electrical power and then they they, they reproduce that in air so they take it out of a cable and then they stick it in the air so that's their main purpose so they've got an issue in relation to that because a lot of these transmitters, the engineering hasn't been 
let's say, refined enough. So you'll find that some of these masks will self-ignite. They'll start to talk to each other because it's all about harmonics. They'll start to talk to each other. They'll start to heat up, and the next minute you'll have them burning out. We've seen that. We've seen quite a few. Whether it be deliberate, there's been obviously there's got to be some deliberate acts. However, we know of a several where they have actually just burnt themselves out. So they burnt themselves out. I think they're going to have a serious problem with full blanket coverage of the US because there's certain areas where there isn't any power to get to them. They'll probably back that up with the ionospheric radiators if that's what they required. But it's really incumbent on everybody to start making efforts to get this stuff removed. I mean, 4G is a telecommunications network. 5G was never that. 5G, uh, the the transmitters, the, the power outputs are significantly higher, you know, minimum 100,000 times more powerful than a 4G mast. And it's due to the focality of the beams, whereas you only have to be a distance away from a, a 4G mast and the radiation drops off and it's significantly less dangerous and, and basically kind of be weaponized, whereas you can definitely weaponize those 5G masts. So, it's extremely important that people understand the technology, do the research, and then start to act. It's about people acting against this and about building numbers. I mean, I say it all the time, knowledge and numbers is key. And unfortunately, for those that don't either get the knowledge and don't actually react against it, you won't survive. The only people that's going to come through the other end are the people on the front line who are fighting this. I've got no, no doubt about it. Sitting back in your armchair and hoping somebody else is going to do this for you is not any way to uh, achieve anything. And there's too many people like that who believe that somebody else is going to do the job. Nobody's coming to save you. I keep saying that. We hear this narrative all the time. There's this group, that group. There's another group going to come. No, you need to start saving yourself. You need to get organised and start saving yourself. You need to gather numbers locally and you need to start acting and stop listening to all this nonsense about people coming to save you because a lot of the people who are trying to come to save you could potentially be false prophets. False prophecy is going to make you sit back and hope that somebody else is going to clean up the mess. Well, I'm going to say it to everybody, it's time to clean your own mess up because this mess is our creation. We created this ourselves due to not taking too much notice of these criminals in politics, allowing these local authorities, uh, local councillors and people just to be so self-absorbed, so criminally uh, insane or demonic, demonic Satanist type uh, groups that have taken over these um these local authorities, etc., and governments and people sitting in politics. We, need, we really do need to start to get my act together. You know, we used to, years ago, we had this, you know, people were always politically motivated. I remember when I was a child, the, the political arguments that we used to have about this thing and that thing and the other thing. And then all of a sudden we went through this, you know, the the sort of the 70s, 80s, 90s, into 2000, where you've had 40 years where people have thought, I will just leave it to these lot. We'll just leave it up to these lot. And what's happened, we've left it up to that lot. And as well as the academic community, the academic community is basically being controlled to the fact where we've got scientists and universities who, it's like as if somebody's removed their brain completely, put it to one side and, and just put, like, you know, fill them up with cotton wool. I mean, I had a, uh, I was on Ulster, Ulster uh, Radio 
with a professor from Ulster uh, University, and he was basically telling the whole, uh, you know, the, the audience that non-ionizing radiation was uh, nothing to concern yourself about because it, there's none of the energy in this part of the spectrum to do any harm, same as what comes from the sun. So I said, uh, well, hang on a minute. Number one, we're symbiotic with sun radiation. I can tell you now, if you get a lot of it, there's a high probability you'll get skin cancer. But I said, we're talking about something that's completely different. We're talking about man-made. So man-made non-ionizing radiation is absolutely nothing. It's like chalk and cheese. The two completely different things. And I said, you're telling the audience here that it can't be harmful. But I said, if I was to tell people that non-ionizing radiation can cut stainless steel, you're telling them that it's the same as what's emitted from the sun. So that they were extrapolated that. That would mean that the sun could cut stainless steel then. And he went, uh, well, I didn't say that. Lasers are completely different. I said, no, no, lasers are not completely different. Lasers are man-made. They use the same spectrum and they can cut stainless steel. So I said, can you retract now what you said? Because you're telling people or giving them a, a false narrative. You're telling them you're basically equating non-ionizing radiation with, with the symbiotic uh, relationship between what we receive on this earth in regards to, to man-made, and the two completely different things, as you know. And uh, anyway, he, he basically had to retract a little bit, but this narrative is something that's why it's a widely head, it's a widely held uh, misconception by a number of scientists. I had another scientist, he's, he's, he's actually on our side, and he was part of a court case. And I did a... Um, uh, uh, somebody asked us a question about ionizing radiation. And I was explaining about how if you stack photons, you can cause ionization in a non-ionizing radiation field. I can cause ionization using the sound. So if I can use it, if I can cause it, if I can cause ionization using the sound wave, then I can definitely do it in any microwave radiation. In fact, I do it right across the spectrum. And he said, he sent an email, there was about a 50, 50 people in the thread. And he said, there's not enough energy in that part of the spectrum. So what I what I did, I got a piece of um, anybody can do this. By the way, if you get a couple of grapes, put them in a microwave oven and switch it on, and you can see the ionization in the plasma being emitted from a biological structure inside a microwave field. So what I did, I actually got a bit of aluminium foil because obviously there's aluminium in these aluminium nanoparticles in some of these vaccines. And I put some of it inside the um, microwave oven and I switched it on. Obviously it was blew up. I had plasma and ionization caused within the field and I videotaped it and I sent it to them all. And I said, you know, the schoolboy physics error, right, will get people killed. These weapons are weapons for a reason. These non-ionizing radiation weapons, the military have been using for many, many years, targeted acquiring people, you know, targeted individuals, dissidents, people that the government just don't like. That's why they don't want people to know this, these, these, these developments. And that's why they try to keep it secret. And where the whole thing came into the public domain was Havana, where they tried to say it was an ultrasound weapon, which it wasn't. And now they've actually had to admit that were microwave radiation weapons that caused irreparable neurological damage 
no different to the PTSD that a lot of you know veterans suffer where they have actually got a brain injury. It's not the psychological it's not a psychological trauma. I'm not saying there's people out there that it's not a psychological trauma that they suffer. But if you were to analyze these guys, you would see that there is some type of um physical injury to the you know some some physical injury. So it's one of those subjects to try to keep hidden. And the reason why they're trying to keep it hidden is because of what they've actually installed in your streetlights. Uh, so non-ionizing radiation, the LED streetlights, toxic all life, AMA, Medical, Medical Association, like I said, the 216 report. We're talking about the toxicity of environments due to councils going along with the UN Resilient Cities agenda and this climate change nonsense. The whole climate change thing is to bring technologies into your cityscapes to harm you, whether it be electric cars, autonomous vehicles, autonomous weapons platforms, 5G is a mesh network. For, for me to deploy any lethal autonomous weapons platform, so you know you see the little dogs walking around in the in the uh, what we call laws, to deploy laws in a cityscape, you need a mesh network. You've got to have these antennas. And so people now know the Achilles heel of these weapon systems. So when you see the Terminator type robots, not that they look like that, by the way, uh, most of them are track with maybe machine guns attached to them, etc. So when they start coming into your cityscape, remember it's the antenna on the top of the streetlight that's actually allowing it to track itself through this through the through the cityscape. So you know where to uh, how to protect yourself from that. These things cannot operate without having a mesh network around them where they can geolocate themselves. You, you've pretty much already hit on it, but if you can speak a little bit about the scheme to get these into schools and around universities and why those two hotspots, and I mean that literally, I mean, they're giant Wi-Fi hotspots just cooking these children and the people who work inside on a constant basis. Speak a little bit about what you know regarding all of that. There was a, there's a, there's a network called YGIG, and YGIG was a 60 gigahertz, it's free spectrum. Whenever this industry allowed free spectrum, always expect there's something nefarious about it. So 2.4 gigahertz, so your deck phone, your Wi-Fi, mainly 2.4 gigs. 2.4 gigs with no causes diabetes. So we've got diabetes epidemic from the radiation. 60 gigahertz is as much use. I mean, from a telecommunications network, it would be pretty useless. The reason for that is because at that frequency, it attenuates in, in, in air, mainly in the oxygen molecule. And if I was to pour enough energy in there, so the oxygen molecule acts as a dielectric, very similar to the grape in a 2.4 gigahertz field of microwave oven. If I then cause, and I, I can actually create a modulated frequency on the top of that, which will disassociate the molecular bond. Now, I was sent some, I was sent an image of a, uh, of an antenna design that was hanging on a, a telegraph pole in uh, somewhere in the USA. And it was someone from cyber, pretty senior in the US administration and cyber security sent us this image and said, you're the guy to go to for this 5G. Can you tell what this is? Because this particular individual had been in the defense industry and had been in the military and never seen an antenna like it. Now, what was quite interesting 
I'd invented a molecular reactor to break carbon dioxide as part of a project. We couldn't get it funded anyway. The feasibility study never happened. Um, we did do a, uh, you know, we did have a look at it and we did theoretically put the whole invention because I invented this thing. However, the design, the design of the invention required this radiator type uh, structure which would increase temperature, suck this carbon dioxide up through the top of this radiator and basically break the carbon dioxide. So that was roughly the plan. Anyway, I got this image of this piece of equipment hanging on a telegraph pole in the USA. And this particular person asked me, what is it? This is part of 5G. What is it? I went, it's a molecular reactor. I says, but I know that part of the uh, free spectrum, they're going to give you 60 gigahertz. Now, if I was to use that radiator and use 60 gigahertz and modulate it at a certain a pulse modulated frequency at 60 gigs in the spectrum, I'm going to pour energy into the oxygen molecule. I'm going to disassociate the uh, covalent bond, and then I'm going to get oxygen molecules drop out the top. Now, we saw these hanging around in you know, roundabout schools, etc., hanging on telegraph poles at a at a lower height, you know, nothing about two or three, two or three meters up. And so if I was to have this particular piece of equipment where I turn it up, 60 gigahertz part of the spectrum, modulate the frequency, disassociate the bottom, I'm gonna pour oxygen uh, atoms out of the top of the reactor, and they would attach with oxygen molecules which would cause O3. O3 will kill all biological life at 50 parts per million. Now I was it was this is why I know there's there's more to this from a spiritual aspect because I'd actually invented this piece of equipment. So it was absolutely bizarre because I didn't know they were going to use a molecular reactor in the 5G network. I knew about the 60 gigahertz, but I mean you can just spray that I could spray that into air and I would cause this uh, O3 issue in and around the antenna, but this piece of equipment was actually built just like normal. You know, if, if you look at it, if you look at a, um, you know, radiators in the home where you know you switch your radiator on your normal central heating system. So you've got this radiator; it increases the temperature increases, and you you start to take the air through the bottom of the radiator. It's just normal fluid dynamics where you get cool coming in the bottom. And then you get heat coming out the top. If I've got an electrical radiator, so a, a, an emitter that can emit it in around the spectrum of 60 gigahertz, and I pull the air up through the bottom of the radiator and pour out the top, 60 gigahertz pulse modulated frequency, and I disassociate the oxygen, uh, the covalent bond, I've got oxygen atoms coming out the top. Well, the first thing they're going to do is attach with other O2, give you O3, and I'll gas you. So these what this was the equipment. Now I don't know what happened to that, but they were also putting this what's called Y gig in schools. Now Y gig in schools are going to gas the children. The fact that was spoke about it a lot, and I covered it quite a lot when I did have a larger social media footprint. I mean, all my most of my social media has been taken down, but I spoke about this quite extensively, and I believe the reason for the reason it wasn't used extensively, we know there was some sickness in schools. We know that kids did get sick 
However, I think they were tests and they didn't actually carry it through because there was too many people pointing to the fact that this 60 gigahertz equipment that had actually been installed. So it was a serious problem for them. And this is one of the things with these mimetic, this mimetic warfare, we can beat them by just speaking about it. You know, we can actually, we can stop some of these attacks by just speaking about them. So it's really important that, you know, getting information out of the larger group, then what happens, they then go, oh, we can't use it because if we do, they've already spoke about it. And then it's going to create more and more people who are injured by it. The start to go, well, we spoke about this at this time. It's happened here. This is what's causing it. And it validates the information that we're putting out there and gives us a lot more credence. Let me ask you this too, and this is this is kind of related, but but a bit out there, or it just kind of a different subject to some extent, but certainly regarding populations as well. And of course, the, the I think the five G ties in also because it has to do directly with proximity. I was driving around the other day, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And what I was seeing were massive apartment buildings going up. Now, I don't know if this is occurring where, where you live, but I'm seeing all this new construction of all these new giant apartment buildings. And again, when I say apartment buildings, I'm talking like, I mean, they're kind of nice looking, but they're huge. I mean, they are three, three, four stories high. Now, I'm driving past this and I'm saying to myself, who in the hell is going to be living here? Because we're seeing people drop dead everywhere. There's four higher signs everywhere. People aren't working because they're sick and they're dying. Uh, clearly, the population is taking a toll right now. So I'm saying to myself, who are they going to be moving in to these to these particular places? Do the construction companies that are building these, assuming that they're legit construction companies, do they know what's happening or do they just have absolutely no clue? So, I mean, what are your thoughts on that in particular when it comes to 5G and the proximity stuff, too? I think the uh, moving people out to some of the older properties into some of these newer properties where they've got a lot of smart devices, smart meters in particular, that's going to be pretty helpful for the kill. So let's say the word to move people out in into cityscapes off the land. They need people off the land into the city for this mass, they're basically concentration camps. So there's that aspect, but there's also the other aspect about keeping people busy you know, I've forgot these construction guys, we've got normal young fit men who are working on these projects and just keep them focused, keep paying them lots of money, make sure they're focused to make sure that they're not looking or spending time on the internet and realizing what's really going on behind it. So there's a, I think it's part of a deflector, but it's also a part of bringing these better pieces of uh, real estate in the cityscape so that when they start to drive people off the land, you know, there'll be some thing that happens where they say, look, you've got to come off the land. We need to get you into this cityscape for this extermination plan. I mean, obviously they're not going to tell them that. They didn't tell they didn't tell the Jews or anybody uh, who they were taking prisoner uh, during the Second World War. I mean, the whole narrative to people in, you know, in Germany was we need to protect you. We need to protect you from the mob. Uh, and what we need to do is put you on these cattle trucks and take you to these uh, camps where you can be protected. That that was the whole narrative then, and it's exactly going to be the narrative now. But this, the concentration camp's going to be the city, and the city's already littered with this radiation emission, which even if they didn't use the hard kill, it's going to kill you in, you know, within a within a period of time due to the radiation emissions. And you see, these radiation emissions 
People just can't see it. If you can't see it, you can't smell it. You know, they, they have difficulty visualizing the fact that they're in a toxic environment. And when I was in London, we were measuring, I was at King's Cross Station, and we were measuring about five or 6,000 millivolts. So go back to the Council of Europe 1815 resolution. The maximum they say is 200. So I'm hitting like five and 6,000. People are going to die. People are being microwaved to death in that one cities. I was at Trafalgar Square. I was measuring eight to 9,000 millivolts. So well over what the international courts have said is safe. It's not safe. 200 millivolts isn't safe. I would have said below 30. You need to be in a bound or below 30 millivolts per meter squared. You do not want anything higher than that. Uh, and we're seeing, you know, minimums, 400s, own 500. I mean, I was in a, a, you know, even in the countryside now where they're putting these masks up, you're starting to see, you know, increases. It's all part about killing the pollinators. Pollinators are affected it, around about 30 millivolts. You can disrupt bees. You'll start affect bees. You know, they're geolocating uh, systems, birds. It's a total kill. It's a total environmental kill. I've seen less birds this year than any year before. Absolutely. Yeah, we're seeing the same. Yeah, yeah. It's awful. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a total kill. I mean, we don't see any butterflies. You don't see butterflies, daddy long legs, beetles, you know, where we used to see a lot of ladybirds. You don't see any ladybirds anymore. Earwigs, all gone. Don't You don't see any infestation of any type. I mean, obviously, ants are pretty robust uh, in relation to radiation. Uh I think there's uh, scorpions are pretty robust with radiation, but your spider population's not so good. We're just seeing a, a massive uh, ecological uh, catastrophe, and, and you can visualize it. Yeah. Anything you want to add before we go here? I mean, this has been awesome, man. The, the audience is going to eat this up. Just, you know, the most important thing to say to people, I mean, some of the things I talk about are pretty horrifying. However, the most important thing is to remember where you win. Just to wrap this up again, you were you were you were just briefly talking about what people can do. Of course, getting the message out there, educating yourselves. Of course, listening to different people on different programs and, and learning about all this, and then bringing it to uh, to city councils, board board members, you name it, and and see what they do. And of course, if they don't do anything, vote uh, you know vote them out or or vote somebody in who's more knowledgeable about the subject. I suppose remove them and arrest them uh if if they if 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 they are criminals or criminally complicit in this then in any i mean in the united kingdom we have the uh right to uh arrest uh without warrant a, a civilian can arrest make an arrest without warrant uh they know that we know that and what we need is we need a number of people who are going to make these arrests because unfortunately the system if you haven't got the local sheriff's office, I think there's a far better opportunity in, in the USA. And especially if you look at what Dr. David Martin is doing, talking to a number of US marshals, etc., in relation to what's went on. If they don't, uh, let's say, either investigate or cover this off, then obviously people are going to have to go and arrest them. It's as simple as that. We cannot allow this major attack on our countries by these nefarious actors. We've got... People within government, you know, we heard about George Soros. He's paid off a significant number of, uh, let's say, the you know local uh, 
uh, attorneys, uh, you know, where you have uh, people in authority who are basically ignoring the whole thing. Uh, it's inexplicable. And unfortunately, they won't survive what's coming anyway. I mean, do they think for one minute that these elites are going to need anybody in these local authorities of the population's dead? I mean, it's ridiculous. These these lunatics are going along with this for lots of different reasons uh, and don't realise that they're actually putting themselves uh, in total jeopardy uh, and unfortunately well a lot of them will have had the vaccine a lot of them had the vaccine and they can be switched off terminated at any time are you on gab by chance i'm on gab i'm on uh i've got a gab account um i'm trying to think what's my gab account called um there's a second gab yeah gab it's mock steel channel so it's gab.com mock steel channel one word uh, I've got a Telegram account, uh, which is the same Mark Steel channel. Um, I've got a Twitter account. I'm just getting a Twitter account to open there. That's quite interesting. And that is, um, yeah, Mark Anthony, Mark Anthony ST20. So if anybody wants to get on my Mark Anthony account, but I would suggest anybody wants information to go to the Save Us Now. So it's at saveusnow.org.uk. If you need any help, any technical advice, any um, understand, getting smart meters, smart meters must get removed. You need to remove them. They're part of weapons program. They can set fire to your home. They can set fire to the appliances in your home. So you need to get rid of them. Uh, we can get rid of them. Obviously, the cause of biological uh, assault sterilization in particular we've got the eu store report just came out 2021 which shows electromagnetic radiation causes sterilization that's a reason to get it removed apart from the fact that they're nefarious uh, they're spying on you uh, as we speak and you can see everything they're doing and they can switch you off from your power source remotely not only can they switch you off they can change your billing so they can change the billing at any time what you know? I mean, what a fantastic business! You know, you put a few million smart meters, and then just add an extra five or ten dollars a week to a bill. Nobody would be able to tell. You can't tell whether they've been uh, whether there's an extra ten dollars on. You can't argue with the point either because they're not. They can't be interrogated. Consequently, um, it could be given you any meter reading. So you can imagine the government short of a few million pounds. They just stick an extra ten dollars on everybody's smart meter bill and they're doing that as we speak i mean gas gas uh is currently trading internationally just over two dollars for a million british thermal units in 2008 it was 14 so it's seven times less or thereabouts today i mean obviously it fluctuates daily but it's thereabouts so it's seven times less than what it was in 2008 and you're being told that it's absolutely stratospheric and the fact the matter is, you've been lied to by your mainstream media and by your politicians to fund the chemtrail. And, I mean, that chemtrail and plan, they've got jets in the air 24 hours a day spraying this crap all over the place. I mean, that must be costing not billions, but trillions. Anywhere in the world you go, you look up, you see these these chemtrails for the ionospheric radiators to keep the temperature, and they've got to keep the temperature in because if people work out that's getting pretty cold, the whole climate change thing falls to pieces. So we need to look up, we need to get the eyes from the ground and start looking up and checking people 
in saying, well, what is it? What is this all about? It's all it's all in the uh, COP agreements. So these climate uh, emergency meetings, they have the meetings. They talk about uh, geoengineering, how they're going to spray and block out the sun. Well, what they're really doing is they're spraying and keeping the temperature in. Total uh, disingenuous and politicians who go along with this are part of a criminal conspiracy to kill. Uh, you just keep dropping those truth bombs all the time, and that dam's absolutely breaking. And we can see it's breaking. And you, you know, where you get results in the courts, you know, nobody, nobody intentionally wants to commit suicide and die. You keep doing as you're told the day. I'm telling you now, it is a death sentence. You will die. Make no mistake about it. Doing as you're told by these demonic, satanic cult members. That's who they are. That the that demonic cult members. What I call the Kitty Killer Torture Club. That's who we are telling you what to do. You take any notice of them and believe us, your your end is is nigh. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.